0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for December 21st is Hebrews chapters 1 through 5. We don't know for sure who wrote Hebrews. Some people say it was Paul, but if you ask me, the literary style is much different from Paul's writings, and I think it must have been somebody else. Some scholars believe it was Barnabas. What we do know is the early church fathers considered this to be an integral part of the canon of Scripture, and that's why it's in our Bibles, even today. In chapter 1, the author goes into how Jesus, the Son of God, is much different than the angels. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my Son? Today I have become your Father. In chapter 1, verse 5, Jesus is not an angel. He was never an angel. People don't become angels when they die. Angels are entirely different creatures created by God for an entirely different purpose. And they have a ministry. But Jesus is not one of them. Verse 3 says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. If anyone ever doubted that Jesus is God in the flesh, have them read Hebrews chapter 1. Continuing in verse 3, after he made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he became superior to the angels just as the name he inherited is more excellent than theirs. Some cults believe that Jesus and Satan were brothers, that they were angels. Jesus is good, Satan is bad. Many people believe Satan is a fallen angel, and perhaps that's true, even though it doesn't say so in the books we consider to be the Bible. But we do know, without a doubt, Jesus is not an angel. He never was. He was made for a little while, Lower than the angels, but when he completed his work, when he was done, having emptied himself of all of his godliness, he took it back up and he sat down at the right hand of the Father in a heavenly place. And now all of creation is waiting for his enemies to be placed under his feet. It's already done in the spirit, but it's not yet fully manifested in this world. This theme of Jesus' godliness, of his perfection, of his being the exact expression of the radiance of the glory of God, was within him from the time he became a human being. From when he was born as a baby, in a stable, and placed in a manger, he was fully God. He is the character of God expressed in human form. And yet, he had to go and do the things that God the Father had set forth for him to do. He had to be led by the Spirit. He had to lay down his own life and spent 33 years showing people what God was like. How God thought about things. How God loved people. God's miraculous power to raise the dead, to heal the sick. To make grown men who were born blind able to see by giving them new eyes. By people who hadn't been able to walk for 40 years, making their legs strong so they could leap and praise God. He had nothing to prove, and yet he had to walk this road in order to be made perfect through sufferings, it says in chapter 2, verse 10. How much more so are we made perfect or complete through suffering? Have you noticed this recurring motif through the epistles that we've been studying over the last weeks? God's greatness has been placed within you You are made in the image of God. You are incredibly, wonderfully made, knit together even in your mother's womb. Before you've done anything good or bad, you are an incredible work of art, fashioned perfectly, just the way God wants you to be. And yet, to apprehend the full calling upon your life that God has for you to be able to walk in the full extent of the destiny in the very best way that God had imagined for you. It takes denial of self, putting others first, learning to do the thing you don't want to do because you know it's the right thing, It's the best thing. Motivational coaches will tell people to do the thing others won't so that they can have the things others can't. It's true in the natural realm. It's true in the business realm. How much more is it true in the spirit realm? Do the thing others won't so you can have the thing others can't. Do the hard work of working out your faith with fear and trembling, like Paul, being beaten and stoned and left for dead and shipwrecked and ostracized by the people he respected most, like Jesus, being obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is how you apprehend the greatness that lies within you, This is how we reach our fullest potential. Yes, for a short time he was made a little lower than the angels. A short time. Only 33 years. So that by God's grace he might taste death for everyone. And he's crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. He came to free those who were held captive in slavery by their fear of death. And he didn't do it for the angels, he did it for the offspring of Abraham, which is you and me and all who would believe in his holy name. So let's not take it for granted in the same way that Jesus entered into his eternal glory through the gate of suffering, so also do we, not assuming anything, not taking for granted that we are definitely going to heaven but we are his household if we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast in chapter 3, verse 6, and again in verse 14, for we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start. So it was true when God proclaimed it, and yet we have to work it out. We have to obtain it. We don't earn it but we must walk in it. Being a Christian is not a one-and-done event. It's a lifestyle of walking in relationship with him, of obeying him, of doing what he calls us to do, even when it's uncomfortable and scary. Remember when the Israelites traveled for 40 years on what should have been a couple-week-long journey? and God swore in his anger that they would never enter his rest, let us learn from their example. Let's not whine and moan and complain the way they did, those who fell in the desert and were unable to enter into the promised land. Let's rejoice in the Lord always, because a Sabbath rest remains for the people of God. So then, chapter 4, verse 11, let us make every effort, to enter into that rest so that none of us will end up like those israelites did in the desert in that forty-year period for the word of god is living and effective or active sharper than any double-edged sword penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit joints and marrow it is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we all must give an account. The word of God, if you study it, if you meditate on it, it will reveal your motives. It will come alive inside of you and change you. If you let it, we're all given that choice. The goal is to make the right choice to obey. If you obey, it's because you believe. If you disobey, it's because you don't believe. It's because you don't trust him. What is it that God is speaking to you about right now? Maybe it's to stop drinking. Maybe it's to start getting up early and spending time with him. Maybe it's to end that sinful relationship. And we don't want to do it. We don't want to obey because we believe losing that thing we love alcohol, sleep, a relationship, or whatever else it might be will lead to our being unhappy. And we don't believe God when He says He is all we really need to be happy, to have joy. And so, just like the Israelites who died in the desert, many Christians today are unwilling to let go of the idols they hold so dear. There is no greater freedom than following God and obeying Him with reckless abandon. It is scary, but it will be worth it. Are you going to believe the alcohol? Are you going to believe your body when it says it needs more sleep? Are you going to believe your heart, which is deceitfully wicked, when we don't allow God to have control of it? Or will you believe the word of God that says there is rest for those who trust him and obey him? I don't think we fully appreciate what Jesus went through. Chapter 4, verse 15 says, We don't have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. It was hard for Jesus. He was tempted the same way we are, and yet he didn't sin. And therefore, vicariously through him, we can boldly approach the throne of God's grace. Why in verse 16? So that we may receive mercy and find grace in order to help us in our time of need. Because of what Jesus did, we have the ability to go boldly before the throne of God's grace and say, Father, help me. I don't want to end this sinful relationship that doesn't bring you glory, but I'm scared. Help me. Father, I don't want to stop drinking because I need it to cool off at the end of the day or to calm down or To be able to sleep at night. But anything that has control over me, Father, is preventing me from being who you want me to be in totality. And so help me overcome this dependency that I've created for myself. Father, if I end this relationship, I'm afraid that I'll never find somebody else to love me. And even though I know it's wrong, I'd rather be in this relationship that doesn't bring you glory then be alone. Help me. And God honors those prayers, friends. That's as real as it gets. And God honors praying sincere prayers like that. Whatever it is you're struggling with, God wants you to give it to him, to trust him, and in so doing to enter his rest. Chapter 5, verse 8 says, although Jesus was a son, he learned obedience through suffering. And it was after he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Jesus had to walk the road of suffering, of giving up the things that he desired as well. That's why he's our savior, because he was able to go through it. And if he could do it, we can do it too, because we are given access to the Holy Spirit just as he had. Be encouraged by these things. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey. We'll see you tomorrow.